This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Today's sponsor, among others, is Audible. With an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more, get a free audiobook with a 30-day trial at www.audible.com banter. Now on with the show. to Dynamic Banter! <laughs> Guys, today um, is a very special edition of the podcast because... We have too many things. We have too many things, and you know what? It might be a problem soon. <laughs> I think it's already a problem. Well, we'll have to see because I'm a big fan of... Um, Old timey radio. Why do I? Why are my levels so low? You know how I like to have a lot of things. Is that you? Oh no, this is me. Oops. Did you flip both of them? I'm dumb. Go ahead, Mike. Let me hear your levels. Um. Okay, we're good. We're good. Um. <clears throat> I, I. I. Maybe we have too many things on the table now. <laughs> um. I do think that the Andy Kaufman. Uh, religious candle is very comforting comforting to me. Does it have to be on to be comforting, or does it just have to be here to be comforting? Well, I, I think the way that it goes is... Do is candles you, go on? Um, well, when it's their time. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about candles moving on. Right. <laughs> um, I think the way it goes is... You guys tell me if I'm wrong, you religious folk. I used to be a Catholic, so I seem to remember these candles Ooh. having um, <laughs> uh, cut. Dude, that's the worst. Uh, cut action. When you have a little thing little that you don't thing. know where it comes from. <laughs> <laughs> a little throat goblin, <laughs> it always little throat weird. boy, <laughs> <laughs> and it never happens when you're by yourself. No, <laughs> it always happens when you're like either recording something or when you're talking to someone. Yeah, like having a very important conversation. I hate it. I hate. You know what I don't like? People who overtly point it out. Sorry. Well, no, no, no. Like right now. Sorry, we have a podcast. Right now, oh, I'm sorry. I'm making <laughs> podcast content. No, no, no. I mean like. I'm a jokester, Mike. I like to make jokes. I okay. like to laugh. I like yeah. to giggle. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, when I'm talking about something and like I'm I'm very like se- being serious or maybe I'm making a good point, at least in my head. Your friends are still being bitty. Well, no, that's fine. That's fine, too. But then like suddenly I get a throat goblin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the way I picture it is, you remember in Alice in Wonderland in the cartoon when she's going down the like, that long little like dirt hallway with all the doors in it and she's just like falling and falling and falling? No. Mike. Yeah. Are you getting mad at me for not having seen that movie in probably 30 well, years? Yeah, dude, I haven't either. I honestly have not seen Disney's classic Alice in Wonderland animated movie since I was a child. Well, we gotta have it ourselves a Saturday. But that's one of those moments that you just don't forget. It's timeless. She falls I have down the that. rabbit hole. Oh, the rabbit hole. I've heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going somewhere now. We've struck a chord. Drinks the stuff and she becomes Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> she got a little bigger than Tom Hanks. I got I nothing but one. good feedback from my Tom Hanks impression, by the way. Oh, it's good. Yeah, I liked it. You're in the middle of a story. 
Oh yeah. So um, when you have a throat goblin, I picture the throat goblin is literally that rabbit hole in Alice in Wonderland when yeah. she's falling, and there's like a little old timey door. Mm-hmm. It just opens up, and a little goblin comes out. And he just <laughs> looks up and goes. Rah! <laughs> <laughs> And then he goes back in and closes the That's door. That's pretty specific, but I like the imagery. I don't like when you're having a, a serious conversation with somebody and you're maybe you're with your lady and you're like, man, we've been together for three months now and I just think it's yeah, 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 but time for us to... That's one of those throw goblins? Yeah, that's the yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of what it or sounds like. Or this one, this one. <laughs> Cause it, you know what I picture when I hear that sound? Uh, it's like somebody's squeezing a peanut butter and jelly sandwich as hard as they can. <laughs> and it, there's no reason. There's for that. this scene in Return of the Jedi where he squeezes a sandwich. When Han Solo squeezes a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> no, um, when there's like a weird close up on salacious crumb. <clears throat> it sounds like a cupcake flavor. <laughs> Mm, salacious crumb. <laughs> it really does. That should be a flavor of ice cream or something. Oh, I'm sure it is. Salacious crumb Ask is Ben the, and Gerald. Um, oh, I'll call him right now. Can we get Ben and Gerald on the phone? You know what? Jerry's busy, but we might be able to get Ben. I don't want Ben. Um, nobody wants Ben. Nobody Let's calls be honest. Ben. Nobody. Ben, Jerry's the funny one. You, if you're gonna call a famous Ben on the phone, better be Uncle Ben. If your name's Jerry, you better be the funny one in the group. <laughs> That's a trickster's name. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh, Salacious Crumb is the little gremlin-looking dude that sits with Jabba the Hutt mm-hmm. and goes, <laughs> that little guy. He was also every character in the labyrinth. Yes, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. He got a lot of work after Jedi. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, but you know what? 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 Was the labyrinth after Jedi? <laughs> yes it was what was labyrinth after jedi is the question i asked myself when was that 87 85 85 84 is, was a year back then 83 was jedi okay <sighs> great i'm glad we got that out of the way um, i had a funny thought on the way over here about that movie specifically return of the or Jedi? any of the star wars movies what okay. if you know how <laughs> every once in a while you especially will see a movie that not a lot of your friends have seen mm-hmm. but they'll want you to explain it to them mm-hmm. i think it'd be really funny if like because you know you always fumble a couple of the details maybe you only saw the movie once oh yes if somebody was explaining return of the jedi or any of the star wars movies but they um like, it's such a well-known movie, and all the characters are so beloved. If he forgot the name of one of, like, the biggest characters, like Luke, like Luke. or Han, mm-hmm. and he just kept calling him Dan. <laughs> <laughs> so Dan's the chosen one. So No, explain it to me. Like, explain the plot of the movie to me like you're, like, trying to remember it. Not like you know it. Okay. Steve knows it. Okay. But like you saw it maybe twice and you're so excited to This t- is an exercise in in um improv comedy. Sure. Because I know that movie so well, it would be very hard for me to get it wrong and convince you I don't know it very well. Then let's have a fucking No, I think Listen, I'm gonna try it. No, it. I'm gonna try it. Okay, I'm just preparing you for how difficult it may be for me. Now I just hope it's funny. That's so, all I hope. With now. this Dan thing though, um <laughs> it's definitely it definitely should be Luke. Okay. Is that confusing? Is that what you're saying, or you want me to surprise you? One of the one of the 
any okay, one okay, of the all biggest right, all right, I got it, I got it. Okay. All right. Um, so you've never seen Star Wars? I've never seen the Star original Wars. Star Wars. What's I've I saw one of the older ones with all the young kids. Everyone looks too clean and they're CGI. Okay, those are the newer ones. Yeah, tell me about the old boys. The old boys. Um, let's see. One of them is like okay. So the first one is from the seventies. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about this guy who li- who's like a farm boy mm-hmm. and he like um. He he wants to like leave and and fruit become, farm or root farm. It's um it's a desert. So uh, um, pumpkin. No, I think it's like cactuses or something. They farm cactus. Sure. I can't think of anything else they'd farm in the desert. Okay. Um, the snakes. Um. So. <laughs> so he lives with his aunt and uncle, and he dreams of bigger. Things he wants to go off and and live a a bigger life than the one he's living. He wants more and than the farm life. He wants more than the farm life, and he doesn't know who his parents are. He he was raised by his aunt and uncle. Uh huh. His name is Luke Skywalker. Okay. Okay. And that's a uh, cool name. It's a really cool name. This is not one of those guys who can get by in the name alone because that sounds like a famous. I know, name. right? Skywalker. Yeah. Like man, your fucking name Skywalker. Not only that, but Luke. Luke. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, all the Lukes I know in real life are real wuss people. Is that true? They're wusses. I only know the cool hand. Do you know that man personally? No. So Luke Skywalker comes across um, this man named Obi-Wan Kenobi. Ooh. And he's like an old Jedi. Mm. And the Jedi is like magic. And so... um, Like David Blame? Yes. Okay. So it's all... Mouth tricks. All. <laughs> Nothing but mouth tricks. Nothing but teeth and cards. That mouth and, and vomiting up thread. and. How long could Obi-Wan Kenobi stay in water? <laughs> Can he sleep in a container with little air for three days? Could he get tied up and trapped in a shoebox? <laughs> like David he... Bl- Angel. Can he levitate in the street and uh, impress common people? Can he break a quarter with his teeth? <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi breaks a quarter with his tooth and tells Luke Skywalker, we need to help this princess. Her name is Princess Christina, and she she's, works for the good guys. Princess Christina? Princess Christina. And she is like, she sends a message in a robot. Yeah. And the robot displays the message the like a hologram. Call? R2-D2. Okay. And there's another robot. He's gay. His name's C-3PO. And and the little robot, trash can one, projects a hologram of Christina. They use him as a trash can? (laughs) No, he... He kind of has the shape of a trash can. So he does trash things and the hologram messages? Well, he doesn't actually do trash things. If I had a Dixie cup you next to PPPO, where would I put it? If I was drinking a Dixie cup of water and then you next cr- to the small one, what happens? Um, you could probably lift. So he's got like a dome. You uh-huh. could probably lift it and toss it in there and close it right back up. But you'd have to like get rid of it later because it's not a trash can. Well, there's or a little there. Apparently, there's a man in there, <laughs> so he'll throw it away for you later. <laughs> Hold this, you say. So, um, 
Then they go, um, so the uh, Christina sends the hologram to R2-D2, yeah. and then they, she says, I need your help, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. And then She knows Obi-Wan from, she a, knows d- Obi-Wan past from experience. a past experience. They play pool together? She knows or? that he's a Jedi. Okay. That he's a magic, a magician. Cool. Um, Did he see his Netflix she special? She saw his, um, the one where he swallows a thread and then he pulls it out of his tummy. Uh, like there's a thicker hair on his tummy and then he gets someone to pull it and it's the thread he swallowed. Now, why is and that? And he makes this face while he does it. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, now. Oh, oh, oh. And then the people are pulling it and they're like, oh no, ew, it's the stringy eight. And, and that's because like, it hurts. Oh, oh, I don't know. It probably doesn't hurt, but he's playing it up. So he's really magic or he's tricking people on the street? Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm sorry. Are you assuming David Blaine is not really magic? I'm listen. It's all on TV. I'm all very, I'm very skeptical. I get it. it. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland isn't really a vampire. Like from the film Lost Boys. From the documentary. 24. Santa Clarita. Santa Clarita diet. Okay. Anywho. Anywho. So anyway, uh, long story short, they go to help Christina and they, they escape from the bad guys. That's fine. And they blow up the Death Star, Darth Vader. That's great. That all sounds great. I would see that tomorrow. And Christina's a big role model for girls. Is that true? Well, it's a beautiful name. So when I think of Return of the Jedi, when I think of the little bubbles that your tummy makes or your throat makes, the little goblins. (laughs) Yeah. Because you said you think of someone crushing a peanut butter sandwich. (laughs) I think of, there's this one shot in Return of the Jedi when Salacious Crumb they cut to Salacious Crumb, and you can see Jabba's belly behind him, and it, like, wiggles. <laughs> okay. It's, like, wiggling. It's, like, a part of his fat belly. Yeah. I picture when your stomach is making those <laughs> little sounds, or, like, the... <laughs> yeah. You ever been in a meeting, and your stomach just goes... <laughs> one, yes. And yeah, then everyone looks at you. I had one happen recently. We were sitting in our, the something and Ava looked at me and gave me a look because my tummy made a sound I felt bad but you know what that means that means poop soon I guess so or digestion same but I just picture Jabba's little belly moving <laughs> and I feel like that's in my stomach somewhere yeah I like that I it's good to have little... visual connections to things it's <laughs> it's so important to have a strong visual connection to bodily yeah. sounds um, what was I saying when, um, oh, I think we have too much stuff here and, um, but on the table, but I thought it was unfair that I have this mm. and Mike doesn't have anything over there. So I introduced a new element to the podcast, which is a pleasant little chime that Mike can hit anytime he wants. And I will. And you can also put your hand over it if you'd like the sound to stop. But I think the ring out is nice. How was that? Uh, <laughs> every time you were like burp, fifteen in the, <laughs> the sound you make after you burp is like you let yourself down. <laughs> so, um, in the in my in my way of doing things, not only did I give Mike a new fun toy to play with, yeah. and there's three tones there. I don't know why you keep hitting the same one. That's my favorite. All right. Um, there's a deeper one. I can have you guess which one that is. Definitely not that one. Um, but I will say I also brought another toy. Well, 
it's not fair to call this a toy. But I will say I have one other thing here that I brought uh, as well, which is my singing bowl. Let's take a listen to that. Go ahead. Isn't that wonderful? It's a rich sound. I got to tell you, it sounds similar to what I have. <laughs> the price is still on here. <laughs> does that do you... make it mystical still, if the price is still there? It does look like a very mystical. Please, what do you know about this? Well, I, I would never be able to do it any justice at all if uh-huh. I tried to tell you what I really know about it. I do know that it has something to do with prayer, I believe, or meditation. Okay. Um. And it's very ornately designed inside. Um, You know, I couldn't tell you the origins of it. I wish when I bought it, someone had told me. And I'm sure we could look it up and very easily figure it out, which we will do in just a moment. But first, I want to show you guys, if you've never seen one of these before, and if you don't know what they do, and for those of you just listening to this damn thing, it's basically just a bowl. Yeah. Uh, with ornate decorations inside. It's beautiful. <clears throat> it is very beautiful. It's nice designs. There's some language I can't read around the edges. And it's just a wonderful, um, I don't know what this material is, maybe. Bowl material. Some kind of clay, maybe. Yeah. Um, <sighs> it was, might be metal. <laughs> and then it's it's made in such a way where it makes a sound when you, when you do that, when you there's a there's a, a a wand or a it's like a, a mallet type. It's of like them. a mallet, yeah. It's like a muddler. Ooh, I don't picture a muddler. I don't know what that is. Well, uh, picture like if, when you was muddle that that something? little character in Futurama that pooped out the gray matter or black dark matter? No. <sighs> oh man, seventeen minutes. Huh? Um. This is yeah. So this is this is what creates the sound. And then, Mike, have you heard me mess with this before? I have. Okay, it so looks you, like a lint brush. Is what it, it kind of looks, looks like. a little bit like a lint brush. Yeah, yeah, but that's not what it is. Um, sometimes you also, when you purchase one of these bowls, um, it comes with a nice little ornate square pillow. You've said ornate more times than I've heard. I'm sorry, it's a lot. I get it though. It's helping. It is ornate, though. I wish I could describe it another way. It's very detailed. This is nothing if not ornate. It absolutely is. Uh, but the pillow, you can rest it on. Uh, there's a pillow you can like rest this on, I guess. Interesting. And I don't know if it helps resonate the sound or if it's like a nice little, just a decorative thing. Just but so it doesn't fuck look up it your, up. your ancient table. I think we're going to look it up and, <laughs> and uh, in a bit. But at first, I want to show you guys. Uh, Are you okay, bud? Mike. Yeah. Um I'm going to point my microphone at this and then you're going to just kind of will you narrate for me what's going on? When okay, I do Steve it? is pointing his microphone at the bowl. What now? Okay, now he's kind of putting the muddler around the outside of the bowl, not unlike a something you would circle outside of a bowl. Let's say that you wanted cereal. It's like I'm whisking a large egg. Did you guys hear that? Okay, ready? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. I fucked up. You made me fuck up. I feel like you maybe. Do you uh, think I hit it too hard? I don't know. Can I make an assumption? 
Okay. Yeah. Good. This episode is going to be called How to Get 30,000 People to Unsubscribe to One Podcast. (laughs) God. Do you... Do you still have your headphones in? (laughs) You didn't really describe what I was doing, Mike. I was surprised. I didn't want... I wanted it to stop too bad. So it's a wonderful sound when that even surprised me when you're trying to meditate or when you're trying to relax a room. Maybe I I found so I purchased this in Idlewild and I was having like a nice little trip with pals up there. And Uh um, when I brought it back and started that going, it was very pleasant for everyone in the room. And especially since. You can keep it going forever. Yeah? That like pulsing. Yeah, 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 It just will keep going forever as long as you're. Why does it make that noise? You know, I don't really know, but I think it's the, se- I think it's the vibrations of uh-huh. hitting the ball. Yeah. And then what you're doing is, is you're kind of like. There's a material around the end, wrapped around the end yeah, of the. Yeah, it's kind of like a, thing. it's like a, maybe <clears throat> like a leather or like a, um. Some sort of cloth, okay. Maybe a maybe a cloth material, but um, it it kind of like captures the vibration of the initial hit mm-hmm. and absorbs it, and then kind of cl- keeps it in the bowl. Okay. So I think while while you're doing this, you're kind of keeping the vibrations going, the momentum of the vibrations, and it just is resonating this sound it's really cool right it is very cool and very interesting i will say for anyone not just you don't have something like that in the house and not know everything about it great good point because everyone who you that's such an impressive noise and sound to make and it is relaxing and it does kind of make you feel something yeah it certainly does and then what's gonna happen is (laughs) say they're gonna ask a bunch of different questions and Um, you gotta have the answer to that well, you know what? I think you're right. I, you're absolutely right. Thank and you. I'm going to read to you right now. Mm-hmm. Holy boys. Look at how big that boy is. That's a giant. That's a big old boy boy version of that boy. <laughs> Very elegantly put. That's a four boy big boy. <laughs> That's a four bowl big boy it three horn like- honk. <laughs> it's fast honks. When are we going to become the Dr. Demento show? <laughs> <laughs> Has it already happened? Or? Yeah, I think we're zero uh, miles away from that right now. I think we're standing right on top of it. I think pretty soon our sk- the skin on our hands are going to start to connect, and then we're going to just become Dr. Demento together. Just and we'll one. be this one entity. <laughs> that sounds gross. And we'll just call the show Dimeter. Dimeter. Because we combine ourselves. Okay, here's the what the Wikipedia says about sangin' bowls. You know what? I'm glad we're doing this because you're right. I shouldn't even own it if I don't know the It should be story. on the wall next to a plaque that says everything you're about to read. You're right. There should be a printout that I stick above it. Laminated Plenty of room printout. here for more stuff. <laughs> uh, 
<clears throat> singing bowls, also known as Tibetan singing bowls. <laughs> Why don't they just call them Tibetan singing bowls then? I, I mean, singing bowls, otherwise known as Tibetan singing bowls. That's like saying singing bowl, also known as the singing bowl. <laughs> um, this is what it's also known as ringongs. Okay, I like that one. Uh, Himalayan bowls. Okay, or suzu gongs. That's probably my favorite if I had to pick. They're a type of bell, specifically classified as a standing bell, rather than hanging inverted or attached to a handle. Singing bowls sit with the bottom surface resting, and the rim vibrates to produce sound characterized by a fundamental frequency, which is the first harmonic. Okay. Which which is clickable, by the way. (laughs) And usually two audible harmonic overtones. Second and third harmonic. <laughs> that's the new. That's the new. My new bit on the show is every time somebody says that's clickable. <laughs> <laughs> How often do you think we're gonna hear that? I stuff? hope everyone's editing their history roads. They're about to submit to add in clickable. <laughs> that's clickable. <laughs> Singing moles are used. <sighs> Worldwide for meditation, music, relaxation, and personal well-being. Singing bowls were historically made throughout Asia. I like the personal well-being. Like if you're having a bad day, you're just kind of lounging out on the couch and you're like almost crying a little bit. You don't feel like watching a movie or playing video games. Yeah. Where's that bowl? Can I hit the bowl and then make the sound come out forever? Uh, (laughs) I like that, Mike. It's not bad. I would do it once. Mm. Um. Fuck. <laughs> I can't get music in because I forgot to arm the track that I can make music in. You gotta arm it. Oh, man. What's up with you not Armin tracks? Can I do it in a pause? Armin tracks sounds like an awesome EDM DJ. You would Armin drive to tra- Las- Armin tracks? Yeah, you would drive to Las Vegas to see that, man. Uh, should I pa- Can I pause it and activate it, you think? No, that would be horrible for this. Mothers. What did you lose? Oh, you're trying to get music. Wait a minute. Singing bowls. We're we're surrounded by instruments. I All think right, we well, can let's figure just, this out. Yeah, we'll keep this horn going the whole time I read the rest of this. Singing bowls are used world. <laughs> <laughs> now we're losing the thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> Hold on, let's try this before <laughs> before anything else. Let's try <laughs> hitting everything on the table. <laughs> that makes noise. <laughs> Um, <laughs> welcome to the noise podcast where you're gonna, today's noises are going to be a collection of keys, bowls, and horns. Welcome to <laughs> melodic canter. Uh, welcome to how to disrupt your neighbors. Uh, <laughs> don't forget to put the speaker right up to the wall where you think your neighbors sleep. And tonight we're going to have a nice random array of keys jingling, dishes mm. breaking, horns honking. We've got a man who just bought a tuba. He's going to try that out. <laughs> He thinks he might get good at it in we a couple have a, weeks. A very clumsy lady with a box of bells. 
We also have a man who, uh, we actually, this was a great clip that someone sent to us. Uh, Someone's dad uh, was putting away all the Christmas ornaments (laughs) and accidentally dropped the the box from a high up ladder. So... That's all coming up on the podcast. <laughs> and oh, I'm just getting word now that we have a, one more guest, and this is a real treat. I guess he's on tour. He's never in town. Uh, we have the the first man who, uh, in a silent library, dropped a book uh, face down. <laughs> we also have an unwell man ripping burlap at one point. Right into the microphone for us, and he was using a uh, SM58 microphone, which yeah. uh, should sound nice and full of tone. And you're gonna hear all those threads ripping as the man is grunting and making uh, sounds that I can't can't really d- identify that, any of them. All that and Billy Joel coming up within the next hour. <laughs> That's right. We'll be um, putting "You May Be Right" on repeat for three hours. <laughs> Um, okay, so singing bowls uh, were historically made throughout Asia, especially in Nepal, China, and Japan. They are closely related to decorative bells made along the Silk Road from the Near East to Western Asia. Today, they are made in Nepal, India, Japan, China, and Korea. Is that it? Well, in some Buddhist practices, singing bowls are used as a signal to begin and end periods of silent meditation. Let's try that now. Uh, some pract- uh, practitioners, for example, Chinese Buddhists, use the singing bowl to accompany the wooden fish. <laughs> <laughs> you keep saying singing bowls <laughs> like it's a country like it's a jug. Like, <laughs> you got your blowing tube. We I got, got my singing bowl. I got bowl. my wash tub. <laughs> you got your you got your singing bowl. Oh, All right, hit it, Joey. <laughs> Well, <laughs> that's the beginning. That's the beginning of every song in that particular jug band. Well. Okay, Jerry, that's enough out of sample. I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Let me know. Remember, every Tuesday is Bluegrass Day. My sister's having a baby, so I might be late, but I got that bowl on uh, over to you. Cool, man. Well, there you go. I want one of these big boys. Dude, that's like a cauldron. That's like a witch's cauldron. What do you think kind of sound that would make? A huh? giant one. Mm. You have to... That's like churning butter. You have to be so strong to make the noise come out of that thing. I'm saying this having no experience with it. What happens if we put water in it and try to do it? Uh, You ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> It'll never make a sound again. It goes from singing bowl to ruined singing bowl. No, it's an interesting <laughs> experiment. Water makes all kinds of noises sound yeah, cool. Yeah, it certainly does. Put and it on a shirt. Have you ever heard Crystal... Um, Baller by Third Eye Blind? No, Crystal Method. Uh, no, yeah. have you ever heard... Uh, Have you ever heard, um, like, people take, like, all these, like, glasses, like, just normal drinking glasses, and they're filled with various degrees of water? Sure. And then they lick their finger, and then they go... That's not just any drinking glass. It's not just any? They have to be crystal. Is that true? Yes. You didn't know that? Yeah. 
Is Didn't that, you say that? Didn't you start that by well, saying Well, yeah, that? I did say crystal, but I wasn't sure if it was No, it's only just crystal. you can't just do that with any glass. I didn't know but that. But you can't like fill up different bottles with different right. waters and, you and can just blow. tap them oh, like and, this. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh, that's true. Hey, which is which is the glass and which is the instrument? Okay, this okay. is for you watching. This is a new home. segment on Dynamic Banter. Glass or instrument? Do we have the theme music queued up? Yeah, it's right here. Okay, there's gonna be four hits. There's the theme song. What? Glass or instrument? We're gonna have four hits. You tell me which is the glass, which is the instrument. Here we go. And for those of you that can see this, close your eyes. Close your eyes, starting now. Well, I've got my answer. Not done? <laughs> it's time. Glass or instrument? You guys send in which one you thought was the glass. Give, that, give me that uh, snail mail address. And I want you guys to make your description of which, one you, which sound you thought was the glass as complicated as possible. <laughs> You could say, I think the third sound was the glass, or you can say, you can show me just numbers, and you could <laughs> make the right number spaced out more than the other numbers. <laughs> Which sound was the glass? Answer in colors, and write into this address. Green was the fourth sound. So I'll let you guess all the other colors for the other sounds. <laughs> you guys tell me which ones you think it is by hitting us up at, at Dynamic Banter. And keep in mind, this is our first contest, so we're still working the bugs out. Well, I'm not working them out. <laughs> Nobody has time for it. Who has time for that? This is a fully realized thought. Um, guys, we got to take a short break and get to some sponsors. This is my favorite part of the most recent shows have been the sponsor parts. Really? Yes. Why is that? Well, it's because I think they're different than any other sponsor spot. They certainly are, in that they're not done well. <laughs> That's the one. Um, and, and we're never prepared. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we had 17 <laughs> conversations about how many sponsor spots we had before the podcast started. You know what? Let's talk really quick first about Blue Apron. Okay. Blue Apron is a fantastic fresh ingredient. In fact, it's the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. Don't okay. settle for second best. <clears throat> Don't you dare. Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. And it also achieves this by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs. Are you bad at cooking? Yes. Well, this is going to make it so much easier for you guys. Blue Apron has established partnerships with over 150 local farms, fisheries, and ranches across the United States. And as a result... The seafood is sourced sustainably under standards developed in partnership with the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch. The beef, chicken, and pork come from reasonably, I'm sorry, responsibly raised animals. And produce is served, uh, sourced from farms that practice regenerative farming. Blue Apron can be delivered to 99% of the continental U.S. and 99.5% of food deserts. And because Blue Apron ships the exact amount of each ingredient required for a recipe, they are reducing food waste. Clickable link. And guys, check this out. You get that 
Blue Apron delivered to your house. You're going to be cooking together. It builds strong family bonds or relationship bonds or friendship bonds. Research shows that Blue Apron families cook nearly three times more often. How cool is that? Oh, it's cool and it's easy. You love your family? Of course you do. No matter what, even if they suck, you still love them. It's the only family you got. You Especially make- if you're hanging out with them and there's food afterwards. Doesn't matter what they say to yeah, you. Yeah, certainly doesn't. And the thing is, is like, look, you're stuck with these guys and gals or guys or just gals for the rest of your life or until one of them dies, which might be soon or not. But the thing is, is that if you want to make this family work, you're going to have to cook together. Eventually, and how awesome would it be if you surprised your family with a Blue Apron uh, subscription and you guys start cooking meals together, why not make a family meal cooking night? Yeah, Wednesdays. Everyone, Wednesdays, everyone gets together. Why not? Wednesday's a hump day. No one likes Wednesday. And you make it the day we're all going to cook together as a family and talk about your day and get all personal about shit and just get get close to your family. Get close to your family. How you? I wish... That I gave a shit about cooking and my family when I was a young boy. So I'm telling you right now. If you want to be the best son or daughter or husband or wife or aunt or uncle or niece or nephew or cousin or friend or dog. What you got to do. The best solution is to get Blue Apron. Cook with your family. Bring it over and say we're cooking tonight guys. It's a family affair. We're going to cook together whether you like it or not. And check this out, guys. Those who spend a lot of restaurants or at high-end grocery chains can now spend under $10 per person for a delicious meal mm. with Blue Apron. And check out these featured upcoming meals, guys. You can be cooking this with your loved ones. Cashew chicken stir fry Ooh. with tango, mandarins, and jasmine rice. Oh, God. Ooh, cook it up. Roasted pork with apple, walnut, and farro salad. I zest it. Crispy baramundi with quinoa and roasted carrot salad. Udon noodle soup with a miso and soft boiled eggs. <laughs> soft what? Listen, oh. let me say something here. Not all ingredients are created equal. Fresh, high-quality ingredients make a great, real difference. So it's important to know where your food comes from. Not, a lot of people don't know where their food comes from, and that's scary and gross. Most people. And the thing is, is like you don't know, man. They could be mistreating these animals or be pouring pesticides all over the vegetables. And Watch a documentary, any of them. Any of them. If you have Netflix, stop watching fucking Daredevil and watch a goddamn documentary, huh? Watch a documentary about food! Now, I had Blue Apron. I got a Blue Apron the other day, and I cooked a meal for my first time in my whole life. (laughs) I went from making toast to making making roast. roast. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks to Blue Apron. It's so good. And guys, it's affordable. Less than $10 per person per meal. That's crazy. (laughs) I I went to Whole Foods, and I spent $35 for a sandwich. (laughs) Yes, it had baby calf in it. That's why it was $35. It had a full new... Baby veal. It was veal. It was a veal sandwich. It was two pieces of bread taped onto a side of a live baby calf. Caked in paprika. I'm talking mozzarella. 
Um, you, can uh, you can choose from a variety of new recipes each week or let Blue Apron's culinary team surprise you, which is pretty cool. And that's nice for the whole family because it's like Christmas, like food Christmas. And every meal comes <laughs> every meal comes with an easy step-by-step, easy-to-follow recipe card and pre-portioned ingredients that can be prepared in, get this, guys, 40 minutes or less. That's so almost it's crazy. no time. That's less than an less hour. Less than an hour. And if you guys are working together, it's even quicker. And guys, less than an hour to bond with your family? Yeah. Let's get real here. Your family's going to die. <laughs> oh, my God. You wish you'd have that 40 minutes back someday. One day you're going to be lying in bed and you're going to be like, oh, man. What did I do? Oh, no. Mom. <laughs> Take their time. Take your time. Take your time. All you got is time. (laughs) 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 Oh, you got his time. You can't get any of it back. You can't. And guys, Blue Apron's freshness guarantee promises that every ingredient in your delivery arrives ready to cook or they'll make it right. So here's the deal, guys. Check out this week's menu and get your first three free meals. Get your... (laughs) Your first three meals free. Three free meals, guys. Your first three meals free with free shipping as well by going to blueapron.com slash banter. You'll love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash banter. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. I like it. What's next? (laughs) (laughs) Dude, you're like, you're fighting yourself today. I feel like there's like, I'm picturing you as a giant. And I'm picturing all your organs as like townspeople. <laughs> you know, little pitchforks and torches. <laughs> Try to get you nice. Okay, I'm really excited about this one. By the way, your hair looks great. Thanks, man. I uh, just got a haircut. Looks terrific. Thank you, man. I'm trying to be fancier these days. And we got the summer coming up, even though it's colder than the goddamn East Coast over here today. All good points. It's a warm home right now. And guys, I'm very, very excited about this next sponsor, um, Audible. Ooh, they're back. Audible.com. Audible. um, I I have history with Audible. Like romantic? Eh, I'd say it's romantic because there's a lot of romance in their library. If you listen to a romance novel on Audible, which is one of the biggest libraries of audiobooks on the internet that has ever been created... Is it like phone sex? It's like it's like listening to two people have phone sex. In the 90s, in 1997. It's like being, it's like a menage a trois of phone sex. Okay. Sold. <clears throat> What's the promo code? Do we even need the rest of the app? <laughs> no, that's it. Guys, Audible is awesome. I used to use it way back in the day when SourceFed had an Audible subscripty. And uh, Mike, have you done Audible? Absolutely. I've done it for the podcast. I've done it for videos. I haven't done it for any of my personal stuff, (laughs) but um, 
I'm very excited that they've decided to sponsor Dynamic Banter. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Um, I love Audible. I love reading. I love books. I am I am a big book nerd. Mm. Um, I just picked up Jim Henson's biography. The one mostly about genetics. The one mostly about genetics. <laughs> and I also picked up a book about the Marx Brothers touring uh, during vaudeville. Nice. Doing, doing their live shows and stuff, which I'm very excited to dig into. But here's the thing about those books. Those are physical books. Mm, heavy. And I was just having kind of an argument. Well, not really an argument. Don't get worried. I was having a conversation with Bree about how, like, why are we still buying books? Uh-huh. It makes me sad to say that because I still buy physical Blu-ray and DVDs and stuff. Yeah. Um. Because I like to have my collection. I'm collecting those things. And some people collect books, and I get it. But for me, it's like I don't have much room anymore. <laughs> sure. So you don't have room for a, to start a library. I don't have a room to really get my books all displayed. And I. so you know what I did? What's that? No joke. I just digitally purchased those books, and now they're on my phone. And you burned the rest? And I burned the other ones. And I yelled out things, hateful things. But the point is, is that I think the future is in digital books. I think the future is in either. <laughs> you sound like somebody with a really good idea 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, get the fuck out of here. You don't know anything about books. <laughs> Next up, we're going to talk about VHS tapes and how they're taking us into the future. Uh, the highest quality you can get. Um, but no, Audible is very awesome because it's just a massive premium digital spoken audio library mm-hmm. um, on the internet. And I, it seems here that Audible is actually an Amazon company. Oh, is that right? Yeah. So you can download audiobooks and other audio products, which is really, 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 really cool. And that's actually how um, I used Audible to listen to the um, Groucho Marx book that Rob Zombie is turning into a movie. Oh, or, or I heard he was turning it into a movie. I don't know if he's still doing it, but it's all about kind of Groucho Marx's final days and this guy that kind of like when became he was his fighting assistant. zombies. When he was fighting zombies and killer clowns. Um yeah. But the Audible's great because you can access their library of audio on iPhone, Android devices, Fire tablets, iPods if you still have them, or other MP3 players. That's absolutely true, guys. Cool. Um, so here's what I want to say. If you want to listen to it, Audible has it. With an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more, you will find what you're looking for. So get your free audiobook with a 30-day trial today by signing up at www.audible.com. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E.com slash banter. That's audible.com slash banter. And, you know, as far as, like, books to recommend... Oh, that's my mic. As far as books to recommend, um, I don't really... I mean, I like I said, I'm reading Jim Henson's biography, which is really, really cool. Uh-huh. Um, which the audio... I don't know if the audiobook is available, but if it is, I would love to listen to it. Yeah. Any of the... the the thing with audiobooks is it makes travel, like, not... If you're oh, a, yeah. not a good traveler, it's like if you rotate... Uh, uh, album, music album, comedy album, podcast, and audiobook. 
It's like you're, it's the closest thing to time traveling that you have. It really is. Time Traveler's Wife, probably uh, an audio book that you could pick up. <laughs> the Back to the Future novelization, potentially <laughs> on audible.com. Um, Can't hardly wait, the book. <laughs> the butterfly effect. Uh, when I, You're right. When I fly anywhere and it's a long flight, like an mm. audio book is like tops. Yeah. It's like somebody telling you a story and you go back to when you were Leo and it feels nice. Um, so yeah, guys, check it out. I mean, if you guys, I mean, there's a lot of great comedy books out there. There's a lot of great, um, the Groucho Marx book that I listened to on audio was really, really cool. Bo Um, Burnham. Bo Burnham. Egghead. Um, so if you guys use our code and you get a book, uh, an audio book, recommend some audio books to us. Yeah, please. If there's anything that you're listening to on Audible, just, uh, tweet at us at Dynamic Banter and, um... You know, hit us up. Maybe maybe we'll listen to those books and then we'll talk about it or some shit. Sounds good. Every time you want to tweet to tell Steve what the name of that documentary is with Jack White, instead, just go get an audio book from audible.com. Slash banter. Slash banter. And then tell Steve what you got. Perfect. All right, guys. Well, uh, thanks to Audible. That's super rad. And one more. And we have one more. One more. Guys, let's talk a little bit about Squarespace. Please. You heard us talk about it. We love it. Mike uses it. I have yet to get mine set up, but I'm going to do it soon. I swear it. MikeFalzone.com is a Squarespace-powered site. I could do everything I want on it with a blink of an eye and with the swiftest of ease. And I don't know anything about the HTML or coding or anything like that. Or HDMI. HDMI. Or H-E-L-P. I don't know. I've never used the capital H. But I love Squarespace so much. I could do whatever I want on my site, make it look uh, exactly like I want, even better than exactly like I want, without uh, with minimal effort. Mike, can you spell H? Well, there's... Um, uh, you guys can create a beautiful website or an online store with Squarespace's award-winning templates. They've got their templates that are just easy to just click on. You know, you want to you want your website to look a specific way. Squarespace has you covered. You don't have to know anything about design. There's all these great, very easy templates. They've got their beautiful all-in-one platform, which doesn't require any install installations or nope. patches or upgrades. They update everything for you. It's already on their website, and they are constantly updating it. And there's also their award winning 24 7 customer service if you guys have any issues at all 24 hours a day seven days a week squarespace is there to help you with your website They're just there wish a merry christmas that's right and those domains are so easy to set up and it's the whole experience is very transparent just give it a shot you'll see how easy it is and it's flexible for any kind of website that's right it's used by a wide range of creatives people and businesses musicians designers artists restaurants and more a lot of people are using squarespace guys it's good stuff so start your free trial today at squarespace.com and enter the offer code banter to get 10 percent off your first purchase guys do it will you make your next move with squarespace all right also just as a little added bonus it takes your site and it converts it perfectly to like mobile like if people are looking at it on their phone it changes it so it like it looks like an app it's awesome that's really cool it's good stuff so it it, it like it's friendly for iphones and it's one of the friendliest 
Well, awesome. Well, thanks a lot, Squarespace, and thanks to all of our sponsors, and thank you guys for sitting through that stuff. And I would, I hope you guys use all these codes and offers because it really is good deals on good products and good services. And yeah. we really wouldn't be advertising them on the show if we didn't believe in them and like their products. And also, like, think about how much you guys like this podcast, and we're so like grateful that you like this podcast. And now, like, real companies are getting behind us and and helping us out. Uh, make this for you. So that's that's really cool. I would get behind the companies that are getting behind your favorite stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because <clears throat> this show's fucking weird. And technically, we shouldn't have <laughs> any sponsors, but we do for some reason. <laughs> and it <laughs> surprises me on a constant either. basis. <laughs> um, so I'm digging in. Normally, when I pick a history road, uh-huh. um, I dig in to the newer ones. Yeah. But I think that's unfair to those that have sent history roads like months ago, even. Sure. So I'm going to dig into one that came in in January. And stop me if I've read this one, Mike. And I really maybe need to just start deleting the ones I've read already that way I don't re read them because yeah. we've read so many history roads that I don't remember them all and I've got a bad memory anyway so Same. so why are you asking me man? uh well forgive me if we've done this one then <laughs> yeah. but it comes from here uh, comes the second version of this one <laughs> maybe it'll be different uh this one comes from the cash man and uh i feel like i want to remember that (laughs) i think so too and the subject line is a real life history road alt title the woes of listening to dynamo bananas oh you've definitely not done this i hope dynamo bananas is the hispanic version of dynamic banter (laughs) or like uh like apes doing just exactly (laughs) what we're doing which they really could do and maybe even better (laughs) they have no problem sponsoring the apes (laughs) These apes are bringing in a lot of listeners, guys. Uh, you can't really compete. They're just as funny, and they're apes. Uh, Blue Apron has jumped ship. They're going to the apes. <laughs> uh, they love their bananas. Um, why can't I figure out how to spell the word dynamic? Well, you see, it starts out a long time ago. You see, a couple of weeks ago, I was listening to the most informational podcast on the planet, Dinosaur Bronchitis. <laughs> in that episode, I learned the most valuable information I'd ever heard. Never under any circumstances... Do you open your horse? <laughs> I found this information so useful in retaining one's safety that I proceeded to tell everybody about it. About a day into the madness, my sister was annoyed with me, asking, why would I just randomly say never open your horse? Or similar expressions such as, you couldn't hit the broad side of a barn if you were the first worm to wake up in the morning. <laughs> Fast forward just a little bit. I'm off to go see a movie with the ultimate friend zone situation (laughs) where my best friend is also one I have a crush on, but she doesn't like me back. Oh, man, I'm sorry. That's okay. Been there, done that. Turned out fine. Been there. Way done that. Happier now. Anyways, I ask if I can drive because hashtag environment, hashtag sad. She wants to make sure we'll be safe. Knowing that I had recently sliced open a horse, I texted back that we would fall into a ditch and reincarnate as rhinoceroses. No kidding. Real life, she was obsessed with the fact that we would reincarnate as rhinos. Not even in an offended way like I was calling her fat. She just couldn't comprehend the idea that people as virtuous as us young popes would possibly reincarnate as rhinos. 
Anyhow, I get to her house. I decked out as John Belushi from the bluesy born boys. <laughs> <laughs> the two bluesy horn men. Uh, he said the bluesy born boys. Hashtag double honk. Hashtag we got a born boy here. I tell her I'm going to do a skit where I ask the bo- box office for a bubble base burger from SpongeBob. But we don't get to the movie in time since the movie is the bye bye man. I decide instead to ask the box office for a ticket to the great piano man talking like Steve did in his most recent episode where he imitated a 20s gangster. Do it quicker. No kidding. After I actually asked for the real movie, he couldn't hear me and thought I was doing the bit. At this point, my friend was one of the many people who knew I was obsessed with a governmental prohibition on opening horses. So when we got to our when we got our snacks, I told the vendor to never open his horse. She didn't know what to think of it. Sometime after watching the movie, I knew what I had to do. I was going to make a Photoshop with the Bye Bye Man poster. That was the giant piano man. Since it's been a meme lately to make fake Bye Bye Man posters, I figured this would fit right in. Are it people was, really doing that? Yeah, they, they were doing it. Yeah. Is it funny? It's pretty funny. There's one that's like Pee Pee Poo Poo Man or something. It's pretty funny. Um, I hope that guy's 40 who made that. <laughs> It makes it even funnier. It was mostly for her amusement and also mine, but since she found the joke funny, I was going to finish the sentence, but I can't. Anyways, then Steve likes it, then Mike's, Mike likes it, and then a whole bunch of dolphin bunches <laughs> born boys double honk per person. <laughs> Hashtag we got several born boys here liked and retweeted my tweet. Oh, yeah, so he did do that. He did that, and I liked it, and you must have liked it, too. Probably. Because he said you liked it. Well, I'm not one to call this kid a liar. Now that would be all I need, except then I took a little peek into the most recent episode of Two Young Born Boys, hashtag quadruple honk. Ding. Hashtag can I have two born boys, please and thank you, in a really hot, steamy studio apartment choking Owen while humping the fridge in Las Vegas (laughs) where John Goodman supposedly keeps his farts and pizza. Y'all are giving a shout out on Twitter. I knew there was a bunch of social Mordecai activity on the bird place, so I knew I was even getting. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you; I have no idea what's happening. He's talking right about now. Twitter, the bird place. Oh, okay, now I get it's it. It's like we're—I feel like I'm reading the Clockwork Orange book. Yeah, right. It's like eggy wags and steaky wags, and we went for <laughs> nighty nights, and we all drank milk. <laughs> And we were contemplating the awful things we were going to do while we were drinking milk. <laughs> we don't do like dancing, drinking milk, throwing up their milk. <laughs> uh, so I knew I wasn't going to be the only one and I might not even get mentioned. But dude, I worked for like three hours on that thing in MS Paint and you passed me up for a five second meme with E.T. And he's <laughs> not even in a dress with Alf? And now you know I did this whole history road to mask the fact that I'm really bitter at like two of my favorite entertainers in the whole Apple cord. <laughs> also, that episode was hilarious. Good night, guys. Try not to die. Watch out for snacks. Well, thanks to Cashman. Um, man, I big thanks to the Cashman. I feel like he was then. So we didn't like it. I thought we did like it. I honestly, and I'm gonna be totally honest with you. I'm glad we read that history road. I'm glad that the cash man's name is out there. I'm glad that we we got to sit in an experience with the cash man. I have no idea what was said. <laughs> and I think that's okay. I think he went to see Bye Bye Man with his girl that put him in the friend zone. Uh-huh. 
and which doesn't exist, which doesn't exist, and they were late for the movie, uh-huh. so instead he asked for a ticket to Large Piano Man, and then after that, which I have no idea what the theater happened. in twenty seven <laughs> yeah, years, unless they were just—it's one of those like hipster L.A. places where they're like, "We're just showing big tonight." <laughs> yeah, all we have is uh, uh, the newest movie. Eight pounds, big. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got John Wick two and big. Which one do you want to see? We got Lego John Wick and Tom Hanks. Ooh, Lego John Wick would be rad. I'd watch I think the so. shit out of that. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, thank you, Cashman, and thank you everyone else for listening and putting up with this bizarre sound filled episode of dynamic banter i'm sorry um, for almost every sound that was made <laughs> <in this laughs> almost episode. including the sounds out of our mouths well those you can't help the gurgles everybody knows that the goblins the little throat goblins can't the gurgle i can't help the tummy goblin somebody make a movie poster the gurgle goblins can i write a spec script for i mean it's not really a spec script but do you think i should attempt to write a script to and send to pixar about uh, babies, goblins that live in your belly that make all the sounds that you make. I'd love to give you my honest opinion, but we got 7% battery on the camera. Okay, so let's stop. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Dynamic Banter. As always, if you want to send us your history roads, you can do so at the uh, dynamicbanter at gmail.com email address, or you can send Mike Falzone and I uh, Dynamic Banter-themed things or corrections or things that you want to say about the podcast right at our faces at Mike Falzone on Twitter and at Steve Zaragoza, or you could just send them to the at Dynamic Banter twitter account which is also a great solution and a good place to get retweeted for things if you make fan art or some shit and also i noticed you guys are getting your dynamic banter t-shirts in the mail oh yeah man you guys look like an army everyone looks great yeah i'm so happy and proud of everyone it brings a tear to my eye to see you all wearing that logo on your shirt yeah thank you to everyone for uh being patient and like pre-ordering the t-shirts you all look great thank you for sending us your pictures because that's awesome i big smile on my face every time that happens thank you to byron mccoy for printing them and thank you to alan guzman for uh designing it it's just such a great collaboration between people that I enjoy. And also, I and just. And a couple people you can't stand. And a couple of people I can't stand, but I love it. I love life and I love everyone in some way, in a little way, even. Um, but I can't wait to see you guys out in public wearing those shirts. And, um, you know, it's so exciting. I think it's very cool and I appreciate it. So thank you guys for buying those shirts and more merch to come for sure. Yeah, man. Also, can I plug stand-up shows? Yes, please do. Wednesday, March 1st at the Federal Bar in North Hollywood. Thursday, March 2nd at uh, Sycamore Tavern somewhere else in Hollywood. Guys, go see Mike Felzone doing his stand-up. He's a real funny <coughs> boy, and he's getting better and better every damn time. Ooh, I'm real jealous of him. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just real proud of him because he's doing a great job out there. And I'm so proud of you, and I see all your great uh, posters that you make and all your lineups, and it's I like grown up. Him. Thanks. Thank you. It's very exciting to watch you grow as a comedian, and I I love it. I love seeing it. People have been saying things like that, like I'm like I'm making it. Yeah. And I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> you know, half of being a YouTuber or a comedian is uh, faking your uh, faking your level of success. And that's what we're doing out here. That's what we're all doing. Because there's a big difference between the big YouTubers and us. <laughs> 
We're happy. We're happy, <laughs> and they have lots of money. <laughs> Maybe we can find a real middle It'd ground. It'd be nice to have a middle ground, but I guess what? I have yet to see anyone who has it. <laughs> so, guys, thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you, guys. That was a HeadGum Podcast.